Welcome to the Principal Liner Notes Podcast. This is Sean Gaylord, your host, who also happens to be a geek for all things music. I am a school principal in the heart of the Piedmont Triad region of North Carolina, and I'm also the author of The Pepper Effect, a book that is my love letter mashup to the Beatles and education. This is episode 48 of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. I welcome you back to the podcast, and my hope is that you are safe and peaceful during these days of social unrest in the middle of the global pandemic. I hope you are healthy. We will take a visit to what many consider to be the best album the Beatles ever recorded, and it's called The Beatles. That's my eponymous move for you. This 1968 double album is famously nicknamed The White Album, and it is nicknamed that way due to its white-colored album cover. None more white. That's a little reference there for you Spinal Tap fans out there. We will take a visit to that album and I have been thumbing through my record collection, and actually I am in mourning because my turntable died the other night. So anyway, I've been thumbing through my record collection, and I keep landing on this album, thanks in part to recent conversations I was fortunate to have with a few friends recently this week. First, I will take you down memory lane to the fall of 1988. I have written about the White Album before and shared memories of it on this podcast due to these days where there is pervasive angst and stress for various reasons. I think we need to take a quick jaunt through what I call White Album space. Thanks again for stopping by the podcast, and I hope that I'm able to share a little bit of my heart and record collection with you during these challenging times. We are going to persevere and we will always have the music to be that healing voice. Welcome. Travel back with me to the fall of 1988. I am a freshman at Catholic University in Washington, D.C., and I'm having a conversation with my good friend, Chris Fisher, a very talented cat, by the way, who plays guitar, bass, sings, and acts. You may have seen him or heard him in a few things. Upon our first meeting, we became fast friends thanks to our shared love of the Beatles. Later, we did a college radio show together entitled The Psychedelic Lunchbox, and then later we renamed it Cosmic Raga to the Infinite Scene. Both sound like lost tracks from a Moody Blues album, by the way. Cue that Mellotron Mike Pender. The White Album is a double album, and it is 30 songs in compositional length. The album packs a powerful punch, and it is a quantum leap, if you will, from the concept album aspirations of their previous album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And if you purchase the album on vinyl, then you will not only get a 
diverse batch of songs from John, Paul, George, and Ringo, and this batch includes classics like Blackbird, Back in the USSR, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, and Dear Prudence, which is my favorite song on the album. Not only will you get those batches of songs, but you will also get a couple of posters. One of them being four famous individual portraits of the Fab Four, not looking very fab. In fact, they look very somber. And my good friend Chris Fisher referred to these pictures in the fall of 1988 as post-Maharishi disillusionment. His reference is spot on and connects to the Beatles' famous retreat to India in 1968, where they studied transcendental meditation with the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. The trip made global news. Here was the most famous band in the world leaving England to meditate, study, and seek spiritual enlightenment. This trip was captured beautifully by photographer Paul Saltzman in his beautiful book of pictures called The Beatles and Rishikesh. I was very fortunate many years ago to meet Paul Saltzman at the Fest for Beatle fans, and he really was a kind and sincere soul. And I remember he took the time to not only talk with me, but to also talk with my oldest daughter, who was probably, gosh, about five at the time. And it really was a very special moment. The Beatles not only studied transcendental meditation with famous individuals such as Mia Farrow, Donovan, and Mike Love of the Beach Boys, but they also used this peaceful retreat as a chance to write songs. And these songs formed the basis of the White Album. And even though it was a fruitful time for creativity and collaboration and individual reflection for the Beatles, the trip to India ended abruptly. Rumors about the Maharishi and his alleged personal behavior swirled, and the Beatles left India with a rather negative taste regarding the experience. And the Beatles in the aftermath did hold a later appreciation for the experience and continued with transcendental meditation in various levels and various capacities. Regardless, the White Album is a masterpiece and it serves as a good lesson on the need for all of us to get away from the mania and grind in order to think reflect and create and even though the album was created in the wake of what my great friend chris fisher said post maharishi disillusionment it does serve as an important lesson for us all to follow during these days of social unrest and the global pandemic. When I first wrote about the Beatles' White Album, I put it in the context of white space. White space is that movement to create an intentional break from one's regular duties to just think, create, and be. 
At the time, I called it White Album Space, and I used it as a lesson to show how the Beatles did the same thing in creating the White Album. I have shared how I had to get my secretary at the time to put it on my calendar, and we called it White Album Space, and this forced me to walk away from the daily grind of the principal gig. The White Album has come up in recent conversations. First, another old friend from college, the great editor and author, Max Pizarro, he challenged me to concede that the White Album was a better album than Sgt. Pepper. I plead the fifth on that one. Then it came up again as another good friend who happens to be an inspiring educator and speaker, Lavana Roth, she shared how she was going to do a Think Week. I had never heard of Think Week before, and she shared with me how this was an old practice of Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, and he would go away for a week to simply read books and think for a week. I thought this was an ingenious idea, and that got me thinking about how the Beatles went to India to study meditation and write songs. I am always making connections to the Beatles, and then I get to reflecting. I realized in my own daily grind that I have not taken much time for myself to do White Album Space. I do my best to build in workout time for peace and balance and wellness when I get up in the morning, and that is so important for me to do. Sometimes, though, I don't take that intentional time to breathe, think, and gather ideas in the marrow of the mania of the day. We are in a global pandemic, and times are very intense, and especially they are more intense if you're in the schoolhouse, whether you're a teacher or teacher assistant or instructional facilitator or office staff or assistant principal or even a principal like yours truly. And as I said, we are in a global pandemic and I can't travel to India to meditate and write great songs like Dear Prudence off the White Album, but I can step away to walk, share a kind word, or to tune into the gifts of a colleague or a student. I can also jot down one idea on a sticky note and that idea can follow a deep breath, and that idea can serve as the basis for a future sentence in a chapter or a book that I want to write or a podcast episode that I want to produce. SEL is so important to do, and that echoes another conversation that I had with another friend who happens to be another inspiring educator and speaker, and that's Dr. Julie Hassan. We recently talked about impact and her work echoes that in her project called Chalk and Chances. And in our conversation, we reached an epiphany that leaders don't always take the time to fill their bucket with grace, even though we are supporting the teachers and students we serve and we are always encouraging the teachers and students we serve to take a break, step away, find balance. Now, we all need to carve out that intentional time for some version of White Album Space or even a Think Week. As educators, 
We give so much of ourselves, but we must balance that with targeted self-care. Giving that grace to allow ourselves to be a better person ignites great things for us to serve and support others and ourselves. In that space for grace for us, we may create that masterpiece as the Beatles did on the White Album. That album is such a lasting and rewarding piece of music that still resonates today. We may even come up with a better idea or design for a phone, such as Steve Jobs did with the iPhone. Who knows? Regardless, dear listener, you have the gifts and the vision to make it happen just like those greats did. I believe in you, and I can't wait to see what you will create. If you don't create anything, then that's okay too. I am grateful that you just took the time to breathe and place the mania of your day on pause. With all of this talk of pausing and being, I may have to carve out some time for White Album Space to do a deep listen to the White Album. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening to the Principal Liner Notes podcast. I truly appreciate you listening, and I am grateful for you taking the time to tune in. Thanks to the Sky Dogs for the inspiration behind the closing musical theme of this podcast. The song is called Another Groovy Day, and I hope that your day is groovy. You can follow me on Twitter at SMGaylord. If you are listening on any podcast platform and you enjoyed this episode, then a positive review would surely be appreciated. Also, please subscribe to the podcast on the platform of your choice, as it is also greatly appreciated. You can hear this podcast and archival episodes on many other platforms from Spotify to Anchor to Apple Podcast. Thanks to Nicole Michael of 910 Public Relations for fab and fruitful promotion. My book, The Pepper Effect, is published by Dave Burgess Consulting, Inc. You can order a copy directly from the publisher at daveburgessconsulting.com slash dbcibooks. Also, you can order that book from Amazon or Barnes & Noble. It is also available as a digital book, too. Thanks to Dave and Shelley Burgess for believing in my idea of a book and helping The Pepper Effect arrive in the world. Stay tuned for my upcoming visit on the Dave Burgess Show, where I got to enjoy a wonderful and moving conversation with Dave. Thanks to my good friend and old bandmate Max Pizarro for always encouraging me and debating my musical palette. Be sure to check out his masterful work editing and covering New Jersey politics on Politicker NJ, and also check out his book, Bosses Don't Get Kneecapped. Thanks also to Lavana Roth for her friendship. You can follow Lavana on Twitter at Lavana Roth or visit her website at igniteyourshine.com. 
Thanks to Julie Hassan for her friendship as well. And you can learn more about her inspiring work at chalkandchances.com. And one more shout out to my old friend and radio partner, Chris Fisher. Thankful for the memories and the music. You can see Chris in the Academy Award winning film, The Departed. Check it out. This is Sean Gaylord, and this is the Principal Liner Notes Podcast signing off for now. By the way, you can check out my latest writing for Culture Sonar. I am writing a series on the concept album and the first piece dropped last week, and it is a celebration of Bobby Gentry's concept album entitled The Delta Suite, and you can find it on culturesonar.com. Please stay safe. Don't forget to share your passions and dreams. Our world needs them from you, and we need your truthful voice and beautiful ideas. Remember to carve out some wide album space to breathe, reflect, and create. And thanks as always to the inspiration of the Beatles. I am thankful every day for this band that changed our world and mine. On the next episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast, I am going to attempt to connect the dots between three very different albums. Band on the Run from Paul McCartney and Wings, October by U2, and Brothers and Sisters by the Allman Brothers Band. All three of those albums do have something in common, and I can't wait to share that common link that those three albums have and the lesson that can be derived from listening to all three. Stay tuned for episode 49 of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. And in the meantime, I will catch you on the flip side.